Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Wednesday, May 17th. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Tiffany Secor. Are you sure? Are you? You didn't sound too sure about that, Tiffany. She is Tiffany Secor. And I'm Mike Agavino, and the 17th is my lucky number. Yeah. I mean, 17 was 17 a great is my age. lucky number. And I wore my lucky shirt today for Woody, which is, we'll have to get a picture. I've got, no. I've got both Yasmin and Pam on my, uh, on my shirt from their Baywatch days, which thought Jim would be more excited about this as well. But, <laughs> well, I'm sitting across from you just for that which reason. Which means so you get to look at them the entire, the entire Yasmin, the whole uh, episode. So you should That's be right. pretty excited about that. Our Maybe. partner in crime and crime reporting uh, had a family issue he had to see to this morning, but he will be back with us for Thursday's show, no fear. That's right. But Tiffany's going to fill in. Quite lovely. I hope today. so. I hope so. Write in that you like her a lot better than Woody, regardless. I'm sure you will. And we can <laughs> we can F with Woody a little bit. All right. So we're gonna get right into the the crime news for today. And we're gonna start off with an update on the Denham Springs officer that was shot in a violent uh shootout at a shopping center in Denham Springs, Louisiana. I brought you a real quick pickup uh, for those of you that got it, and that's another long story, on uh, on Friday. 
but we're going to give you a little uh, history on that for those that may not be familiar. A police officer was critically wounded and a suspect was killed in a violent confrontation at a Livingston Parish shopping center last Thursday afternoon. The shooting took place around 4.20 p.m. on South Range Avenue, which is just north of the interstate in Denham Springs. For those of you not familiar with that area, it is a major, highly trafficked thoroughfare uh, in kind of the heart of Livingston Parish. The incident prompted law enforcement from several agencies, including local, state, and federal, to swarm a strip mall and uh, a secondary scene on U.S. Highway 190, which is also highly trafficked in this area. Now, uh, officers were initially called to the parking lot due to a reported disturbance involving a man and a woman arguing. Uh, It's important to note these two people did not know each other. Uh, Denham Springs Police Chief Rodney Walker said the suspect, identified as 30-year-old Justin Roberts, began shooting as soon as police arrived. Officers returned fire. Walker said that Roberts tried to drive away in an SUV, continuing to shoot officers as he drove past. Denham Springs Police Department Corporal Sean Kelly was hit multiple times in the shootout, and he remains in critical condition due to his injuries. Uh, video sh- circulating on social media showed the moments after the shooting where three officers are seen huddled over the injured officer and performing chest compressions on him next to the Denham Springs police vehicle. Livingston Parish Sheriff Jason Ord said a deputy stopped Roberts near Eugene Street, which is right by U.S. Highway 190, uh, Before shooting him when he approached the deputy with a gun, Roberts was taken to a hospital and later died. Now, there were some blood drives organized in East Baton Rouge Parish on Friday after the shooting and on Monday in Livingston Parish. As police were attempting to establish a timeline of when this guy went off the rails, a Denham Springs teen came forward with some disturbing information regarding a run-in she had just prior to the shooting with Roberts. Charlie Scott was enjoying her last days of high school, grabbing something to eat before heading home. And on her drive home around 3.30, she said something unusual happened. This is when the road rage started. He kept following me. Then I noticed him in my driveway. He was middle-aged, dark hair, thick, uh, and his hair was long. And that's the video that's been all over the place online, right? Him following her all the way up her driveway. That's correct. Later that evening, she actually saw on television what she believed and and has pretty much been confirmed at this time that is the same vehicle that followed her wrapped in police tape. Uh, So we're going to post the actual surveillance video from her house for those that may not have seen it. You may be from another area of the country. And you can kind of check out uh, this disturbing scene. But I will tell you, I know these people personally. uh, And, you know, God was with her that day because this guy was looking for trouble. And when you pull in someone's driveway after following them for miles, letting them pass you, following, um, thank God that that young team was smart enough to pull into her garage and shut that garage yeah. door. Was anyone confront. home when she got home? Uh, I, I don't, 
I don't know. I didn't see anything. I can't confirm that. I haven't confirmed that yet. Um, There was another car. It looked like, you know, under the carport when she pulled in. Yeah. Whether that was her mother, I'm I'm not sure of. But um, yeah, because that could potentially be the smartest thing, or it could have potentially been the dumbest thing if nobody was home and she had led them right to her house, and this guy was of a mindset to come into the house. I mean, drive to the police station, drive. Well, I mean, the hindsight, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but look, she got away. I mean, she didn't know what she was. Obviously, didn't know what she was trying to escape from because she had no idea, obviously, of what this person was capable of and what they would do next. So, yeah, and and Corporal Corporal Kelly uh, remains, as I said, in critical condition at this time. They are organizing things daily for him. you know, they have blood drives that have been going pretty steady. Um, if you're interested in maybe donating uh, monetarily, you can contact the Denham Springs Police Department, and they can they can lead you in the direction. Uh, Corporal Kelly had a beautiful fam- has a beautiful family, and uh, and I'm sure they would appreciate any support, even if it's just verbally uh, with prayers. You know, for for this incident, just a horrible situation. Anytime an officer uh, is shot in the line of duty, absolutely. Um, let's go back to. Uh, I've got a couple of updates for you. One of which involves a member of the All Woody team. So we'll do that one second. Last week we spent a good deal of time on this uh, prison uh, break that happened in New uh, in Philadelphia from the Philadelphia. Industrial Correctional Center, where the blame game was going on and a bunch of people were pointing to uh, loss of staff and lack of resources and things like that. But we have come to find out that there were some helpers that were behind these two guys. Their names, again, Nasir Grant, who's 24, and Amin Hurst, who is 18. The good news is Nasir Grant has been apprehended. The bad news is Nasir was the one that was uh, that was in jail for drug and gun charges, but he was not the uh, the murderer that Amin Hurst is, who was charged with four different homicides in three different incidents between 2020 and 2021. Three separate people have been arrested in connection with their escape. One is a 21-year-old man named Michael Abrams who was arrested on Monday on charges related to the escape. The officials have not disclosed exactly how Abrams assisted, but we have learned that both the door to their cell as well as the door to an outside uh, workout area were left open and all – Grant and Hurst had to do was cut their way through a perimeter fence in order to get free. So they had some help on the inside. We believe that's Abrams based upon what the police are saying here. The two other folks are a uh, Ziani Stalling, a 21-year-old woman, and Jose Flores Huerta, a 35-year-old man, who have also been charged uh, Stalling is believed to have coordinated a pickup for uh, the escapees, and uh, Jose Fuerta, uh, Jose uh, Flores Huerta, was the 
the mule, if you will, that took them away from the prison. So they did not – whatever their trip was on foot, it was a short one and they were given a ride from there. Obviously, the danger is uh, that Amin Hurst is still out there and is a very dangerous human being and everyone should in that area, and they do believe he's still in that area, should be on uh, the alert. The second update is about our gal, Taylor Shabusiness. Woo! Shabusiness. Taylor's latest lawyer made a an appeal to have her $2 million bond lowered. The judge denied the request to lower uh, Shabusiness's $2 million bond. The decision as to whether she will undergo another competency exam was postponed and another hearing was scheduled to determine whether statements she made will be admitted at trial. So if you remember, right after she was arrested, she made some kind of crazy statements about uh, where she had left uh, body parts <laughs> and who she had left them for and and certain things like that. So right. just to uh, recap, because we've got uh, a number of newcomers who probably – Wonder why we talk about show business so much on this show, and, and Mike's uh, girlfriend. Why she became such folklore uh, on the show. She's uh, uh, 25 years old now. She's charged with first degree intentional homicide, with mutilating a corpse, and third degree sexual assault. This is all based upon an attack she made on a gentleman by the name of Shad. Therion last year. Shad is ov- obviously no longer with us. Uh, he was. Absent, basically, all of his uh, all of his digits, his head, uh, his penis, and other body parts. By the time she business was through with him, allegedly, she has pleaded not guilty and not guilty by reason of mental illness or defect. Uh, she is scheduled to stand trial beginning July twenty first. The uh, the sort of intervening issue is whether. Uh, anyone will uh, will make a ruling on her mental capabilities before then. And there's really two considerations. There's the are you uh, in a in a position where you are capable of understanding the process of a trial and sane enough to uh, to participate in a trial. And there's a second consideration, which is at the time of the committee uh, of committing the crimes. Were you insane for some other reason? And uh, and obviously, we know drugs played a big part in what happened. They have consistently uh, talked about the role that meth played in the sexual exploits that day, and uh, and so uh, kind of feel like maybe that's the direction they are trying to go in. Uh, Deputy District Attorney Caleb Saunders. Uh, opposed the request, noting previous missed court appearances, and that when she was arrested, she business had removed an electronic monitoring bracelet. Also, her probation was revoked by the Department of Corrections for previous offenses. If uh, if you look at the latest pictures of our girl, it's clear that she has no stylist in prison, that she's not getting any mani-pedis, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and certainly not getting a lot of sun. Not good for, uh, for her. And so I, I think that's the appeal that the, 
that her counsel should be making that she would she should get a little bit of uh, a little bit of spa time. In March, uh, Walsh had turned down Freilich, that's the new attorney's request for a new competency exam, saying defense attorneys had not presented any evidence contrary to others who have deemed her competent to stand trial. Freilich renewed that request on Tuesday, but asked Walsh to hold off on making a decision while he continues to gather information to support his request. Meanwhile, the court still needs to make a decision on what statements should business has made to police will be allowed at trial. Some of them are considered Miranda Goodchild issues, meaning the defense will argue that she did not waive her rights to talk to police. So, uh, uh, so the, the question will be whether all of those things that we had so much fun with uh, that she had said on the uh, on the show back uh, a few months ago are going to end up being admissible or not. We shall see. Seems like there's plenty of evidence to go around <laughs> without those statements, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, Good girl. luck, show business. Hey, Tiffany, have you ever been in one of those big, uh, you know, industrial freezers at a fast food place or yeah, anything Yeah, I used like to that. work at a store, actually, that had a door that closed, and you had to go in the freezer and ground the ground meat and package it and everything. And, and did it it, did it it close behind you and locked you in the freezer when you went? It, it never locked. It wasn't okay. set to lock. Like, you set all that ahead of time, like, to where it doesn't lock. Okay. And that seems, with this this uh, horrible story you're uh, you're about to get into, That's a, that plays a major role in it, right? Yeah. We think. I think so. I actually in so. I actually disagree with that. Because really? they yeah, because they have things on the inside you push and it unlocks it. Not all of them. It's like an emergency trunk. But you would think a chain I like this would definitely have, have something that. like that. There's safety. Yeah. Well they on the they inside. said that you could not lock a person in this particular freezer yeah. stories. Right. So unless it malfunctioned. So a body's been found in an Arby's freezer right here in Louisiana. Um, the person found dead Thursday night in the freezer of a new Iberia Arby's was the manager at the restaurant, police said. According to multiple reports, new Iberia police confirmed the manager was found dead under suspicious conditions Thursday evening. So in new Iberia, the woman was found inside the restaurant walk-in freezer around 6.20 p.m., was nearly frozen and very dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Although police are considering the death suspicious, officers on the scene said the initial investigation doesn't point to any foul play. Cops say they are investigating a suspicious death after the remains of the staff member were found in a walk-in freezer. Her cause of death has not yet been determined. Hmm. Okay, so don't, they haven't, there's no autopsy yet. So we don't know for sure that she froze to death. I mean, technically, we don't know that, right? Technically, we don't, but I would think that uh, if they're not suspecting foul play, uh, there were, you know, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be too hard you. to determine whether she froze to death to me if there's no other visible signs of injury. Right. And well, that's Thursday, and I we guess don't they, have an autopsy yet. No, so, we don't. So it's interesting, but um, she's the store manager. So if you're the store manager at an Arby's, you're in and out of that freezer all day long, aren't you? Mm, I would imagine. I would think you are. So you're very familiar with how to get out if you get in. Yeah. It, it, it would have had to been a situation because those those freezers have emergency overrides on the inside of them, much like a trunk release on a car. 
Um, and I would imagine that it had to be a malfunction. Um, or it could have been a situation, Mike, where she, you know, we don't know what happened to her when she got in that first, she could have had a heart attack. Yeah. And, um, uh, she could have passed out and, uh, and then, you know, just did not wake up in time. Uh, I suspect there was some sort of heart attack or something involved in this. Oh, you you make a good point. Do we know how old she was? I didn't I see, anything see anything in the stories age. about her age. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I just pictured an Arby's manager to be a little younger, not older, but may, but could just as easily be. It would have had old. to have been, I would imagine, after hours. Maybe everybody had left but her. She was locking up, six, putting something in the freezer. Six o'clock? Yeah. Well, they found her at that time. Right. Six but o'clock a.m. Right. P.M. P.M. Oh, P.M. Yeah. Well, how the heck do you freeze in a freezer? I know. Like you got other employees there. And nobody said, "Where's the manager?" I know. That's crazy. There's, just, there's a lot of questions. Um, but so far, bizarre. What they've released is that an employee obviously discovered the female deceased inside the cooler, and the deceased is an is an employee of the restaurant. Captain Lester told local networks. That according to the preliminary information, while the death is still suspicious, foul play is not expected and added that the death may have been an accident. Um, <laughs> yeah. God, it's, uh, this is a weird story. Unless you know? it was like a slip situation, you hit her head. But how the heck do your employees not wonder where you're at? Not well, that we're blaming anybody. but No, but, you know, at some point, where's the manager? They're normally pretty omnipresent during your yeah, I don't know how big an Arby's this is, how many people were working at the time, but uh, but she bizarre. she had to be in there long enough to have, at least it said, partially frozen. I mean, yeah. I don't know how long that would take, but that a while. seemed like that would take a while. Yeah. This is a weird, I mean, this is definitely a weird. Hours, weird. I would think. Hours. I mean, it, you know, if you're in... The Swiss Alps, it takes you several hours to freeze to death if you got a T-shirt on. I mean. I haven't seen those stats on the Swiss Alps. But but, uh, this is a bizarre case. There's obviously coworkers there. This person obviously obviously has experience with this freezer. Someone opens the freezer to find her. So the freezer was at least operational from going outside in. Um, Is it that she couldn't get out or is it that – Something happened to her the second she entered. Like you said, maybe she slipped and fell on ice and hit her head or something. Maybe she had a heart attack. Maybe we're talking about somebody who's elderly or, uh, uh, or you know, has obesity issues or, you know, somebody that was vulnerable to uh, a heart attack and that just so happened to be the spot. Don't know. But I, I just don't – this one isn't the just check the box, sad story, accident. It's, it's just very too bizarre. weird. Very bizarre, and and uh, so some of those managers work twelve hour shifts too. I mean, this is six twenty. Somebody found her. We don't know how many hours she had been working that day. She just could have been mentally exhausted. Maybe sat down in there for a minute and just just lost consciousness. Take a power yeah. nap in the minus ten degrees or whatever. <laughs> I mean, people have done worse things, you know. Um, sadly. Um, this I'm going to go in the freezer is, and take a nap. This is an interesting one. Well, I think I think we should lay bets on. I, I think Jim's going to end up being right that she uh, 
that something had probably a heart attack. Yeah, and and our hearts go out to her her family and and any of those who knew her and and loved her and just it's sad awful. situation. It, it, it's but awful. very curious as to what occurred. It's awful, and and I do know this is tasteless, but this is Mike, so you've come to expect it. But I do find it somewhat ironic that the fast food chain that uses the slogan "We have the meats." Added another meat oh, to their wow. freezer that day. <laughs> Sorry. Send, send cards and letters. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. 
Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Well, speaking of meat, <laughs> I'll make a meat transition. Yes, let's do that. Let's transition. Hero cows. Hero cows have come to the utter rescue. You like that, Jim? I like it. The utter rescue. No pun intended either, which uh, is the, amazing. The pun was uh, was definitely fully <laughs> Directed. Um, this is in North Carolina, and police have made an arrest with the help of a herd of cows. The town of Boone, by know where Boone, North Carolina is? It's in North Carolina. Oh, Boone is a famous place. Boone is up in the up in the uh, uh, the mountains and the home of Appalachian State University, which has had some of the biggest upsets. Yes, in uh, 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 college. Uh, sports, particularly college football, and this past year, I'm trying to remember who they beat. Did they beat Michigan again? They had beaten Michigan once. They beat somebody big, and they carried the goalposts from the stadium all the way through the town of Boone and then through the goalposts in this lake in the middle of uh, campus. There it was you go. Uh, it was incredible to Don't uh, get any ideas, watch, LSU if you, fans. If you want to uh, go Google the <laughs> Uh, Appalachian State uh, uh, football team. Well, actually, Appalachian State fans steal goalposts. But anyway, back to Boone, uh, North Carolina. The Boone Police Department said a suspect who was identified as Joshua Minton, age 34, ran away from officers during a traffic stop on Tuesday. And he led the officers and Watauga County Sheriff's Office deputies on a pursuit. He abandoned his vehicle in the deep gap area and ran into this underdeveloped area, basically ran into the woods. Because he was driving so fast and reckless, officers had held back and weren't too close to the car. So when he got out, they couldn't exactly tell what direction he had run it. And uh, so they began searching the area and received some help from some unlikely friends. Apparently... This is a quote. Apparently, cows do not want suspected criminals loitering in their pasture and quickly assisted our officers by leading them directly to where the suspect was hiding, police said in a press release. They continued, the cows communicated with the officers as best they could and finally just had the officers follow them to the suspect's location. So apparently the cows got a little frustrated that the officers didn't seem to be taking their lead that well. And then finally they just... uh, had the officers follow. Uh, Minton was apprehended and charged with one count of felony fleeing and eluding arrest. Uh, He also uh, got charged with driving with a revoked license and disorderly conduct. He received a $20,000 secured bond and is, is scheduled to appear in court on June 28th. The police department thanked the cows for their assistance in finding Minton. 
quote, in addition to thanking our officers and deputies for putting themselves in harm's way, obviously we want to express our gratitude to the cows for their assistance, police said. This opens up all kinds of questions as to the bovine's role in crime fighting. Honestly, it is something that we have not considered before now, said the officers. The department went on to say, obvious next steps of incorporating a bovine tracking unit into its law enforcement capabilities was a factor to consider. This includes whether cows are adaptable to a variety of police work or if they are limited to finding hiding suspects. Uh, A canine officer that is affiliated with the uh, Boone Police Department uh, said this is a lot of bullshit and cows can do a couple of things, but canines are really where it's at in terms of police work. (laughs) I would agree. Yes. I think that's a one-timer, but, you know, hero cows came to the utter rescue. They did indeed. Absolutely crazy story coming out of... Minnesota. A Minnesota man has been convicted of killing his girlfriend by beheading her on a public street in Minnesota. That'll do it. On Thursday, Alexis Sebere, 44, was found guilty of the July 2021 murder of America Thayer, who was 55. Some interesting names there. Uh, Following a court hearing on January 25th, during which he waived his right to a jury trial. Subaray was found guilty of the felony count of murder in the first degree, premeditated, and he's having a review hearing scheduled on June 1st. Now, witnesses saw Thayer alive with the defendant in her Chrysler 300 sedan at about 2 p.m. in Memorial Park. Approximately 30 minutes later, multiple witnesses saw a man attacking a woman in a Chrysler 300 sedan at the intersections of Spencer and 4th Streets, roughly a mile from Memorial Park. Other witnesses then saw a man standing outside of the open passenger door striking the victim with a hand weight. Witnesses also saw the man chopping at the front passenger seat door with a large knife and then pulled a decapitated body and severed head out of the vehicle. The convicted used a dumbbell to strike Thayer in the head and a machete to decapitate her, according to prosecutors. So in July of 2021, those police, they responded to what was called a stabbing. Thayer was later discovered with stab wounds and pronounced dead at the scene on a sidewalk. In Minnesota, officers quickly apprehended 42-year-old Alexis Soberay on suspicion of second-degree murder at that time. It's in broad daylight with people yes. like just didn't care. Like, yes, what is going on in people's minds? I want to talk about something that I had no idea was happening, that nobody told me about, uh, that I happened to just. Uh, stumble upon because I was digging through uh, so many uh, potential news stories on things that were uh, that were going on over the last few days. And uh, you guys probably aren't aware of this either, but I guess this happens annually. But hundreds of law enforcement officers and their families who lost loved ones in the line of duty over the past year gathered Saturday 
at the National Mall in Washington, D.C., to honor those in uniform that had made the ultimate sacrifice. I guess it's the they're there to honor the fallen from that year, but many others come who uh, just want to support the event. The event was actually the 35th annual Candlelight Vigil. It's just one of several events planned for National Police Week. Did you know it was National Police Week? Oh, good for Jim. I did not know it was National Police Week. And I, again, have seen uh, nothing that uh, uh, in any of the television I've watched or anything else online I've done uh, commemorating National Police Week. To me, it's a little bit ironic that they hold it in Washington, Washington D.C., because I know of very few locations that appreciate the police less than Washington, D.C. But um, this year, the names of 556 U.S. law enforcement officers that have died in the line of duty have been added to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial. So 556, so more than well, more than one a day, like one and a half a day. The total number of names now on that list is nearly 24,000 fallen officers. The U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, spoke at the event. He uh, he did the roll call, so they announced the names of each of the fallen officers. Outgoing uh, Washington, D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti was among the special guests that honored the fellow officers um, and uh, – Uh, Everybody's favorite, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, chimed in with when a law enforcement officer steps out to protect a community, the family steps out with them. Thank you, Alejandro. Um, The National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial uh, Fund CEO, Marcia Ferranto, says the candlelight vigil is a reminder to families across the country that they are not alone and that they mourn the loss of their family members. Families take comfort in that. They know that their loss is one that we are committed to make sure that the sacrifice is never forgotten. Amen. And I'll tell you, I've, I've actually got uh, had the pleasure of hearing kind of several reports from what's going on right now down there. Nick Touye uh, was one of the officers who was killed in the line of duty that, that were honored uh, this week, he's one of those 556, and his family is uh, is in Washington D.C. right now for that for that event. And I'm with you, Mike. I think I think everybody should be covering that. Uh, of course, you know we pride ourselves in bringing you stuff that maybe other news outlets won't bring you and commentary shows won't bring you and this is one of them so we're going to make sure that those guys and gals uh that were lost in the line of duty get their due respect on our show thank you for your service amen there it is mike tiffany you get the point which one of you is brave enough oh i'm taking try and do a woody i'm taking this one A Florida woman performing oral sex on a driver nearly bites his penis off when they get into a head-on collision with a FedEx van. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And there's a word for that when you, uh, a highway delight or something, 
What's that? Given Roadhead. Yeah. Well, call it a whole other. Yeah, I thought there was a a, a highway to light or. Oh, I Tiffany meant, says just given Roadhead. I, I, I thought you meant a specific name for when it gets bit off in an accident. Oh well, that's Sorry, a that's a Lorraine and Bobbitt or something. I don't know what you call that. God, that but let me tell you the story. Yeah, two people inside an SUV were discovered naked after a crash between the vehicle and a FedEx truck on Sunday evening. And it's what's going on inside that may have caused the collision. That's right, Michael. They were naked. Whether they got in there naked, I don't know. They may have pulled each other's clothes off as they were in there. Wait, were they, was their car moving? Oh, yeah, it was moving. They okay, got in a yeah, wreck. They're, yeah, they're moving. Okay. So it's at the time fun. of the crash. So I doubt they were just robing while driving. Right. Maybe. It was well, it's possible. At the time of the crash, the woman inside the SUV was performing oral sex on the male driver. And this is according to the Fort Lauderdale Fire Rescue, who responded to the scene. And I'm sure Fort Lauderdale Fire Rescue has seen some great They're stuff. experts in oral sex. Yes, yeah, there's no doubt about it. The man appeared to be in pain as officers gathered around him while he laid on his back. The woman, who had her jeans around her ankles, laid face down on the pavement in nothing but her underwear and a white tank top. There were two people inside the FedEx truck, but their injuries were minor. Now, the driver of the SUV sustained injuries to his private area due to what was going on at the time of the crash. The driver and passenger were charged with indecency after the crash. And look, y'all, the the best thing about this kinky crime is that I actually have an aerial picture of the guy and the woman. The woman laying on the ground and the guy laying on the ground after they pulled them out of the vehicle. And it's pretty crazy. So I'm going to put it on the Facebook page and y'all can see it. But it's actually a picture of them right after the incident. But, you know, that's pretty kinky. That's pretty kinky, y'all. Just makes you wonder, wait, 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 are they wait. actually oh, they're covered, exhausted? That's not are fun. they exhausted? Or are they injured? Oh, they're injured. If his PP, if his wee wee got almost well, him, bit off, yeah, yeah I thought yeah, we were getting, a, I thought we were but getting her. a bloody penis photo here. Oh, we're no, not getting a no, bloody penis God, photo. No, no. Mike's trying to see. No, this any, is just any comments out. about how hard she bit down, or just no comments, no comments. So that still attached. It was still fully attached. Yeah, so he's. <laughs> Well, remember, I'm sure attacked. it has happened. She nearly bit it off. I'm sure it has happened somewhere. Oh, I'm, sometime I'm sure. Where, uh, uh, where that same exact thing, kind of thing happened. So there you somebody go. Somebody bit all the way through. So guaranteed, you know, a lot of people who who had that on their mind that, you know, that would be something kinky they'd like to try. I don't know if you want to do it after this. FedEx. That. Is a kinky crime for Wednesday, May 17th, y'all. Most unfortunate. Absolutely. Okay, folks. Well, the Real Life Real Crime Daily Hollywood team has been on the case for weeks wanting to bring you this story. 
And we had to wait for a day that Woody wasn't here so we could actually do it because he would have tried to overrule me. <laughs> I think he would have let this one fly. He likes you. He likes Yellowstone. I don't know if he would have let this one fly, but it's flying, Woody. So flying. listen up. Fly, fly away. I'm calling this big sky disappearance. And the reason I am is because it looks, folks, like our man, John Dutton, a.k.a. Kevin Costner maybe disappearing from our favorite show, Yellowstone. So a bunch of different rumors have been flying. Has Yellowstone been canceled? Is Kevin Costner exiting? News reports all over the place are suggesting that Costner is leaving the show. The show is set to return later this year. So the first half of season five has come out, but the second half of season five is yet to shoot and is supposed to be shooting to come out later this year. Reports have been that, you know, there've been issues behind the scenes. Um, There's been a lot of rumor, but really the essence of what's gone on is that uh, Kevin Costner is producing his own Western project, which is called Horizon. That, uh, That Costner's production schedule for that movie is in conflict with the uh, production schedule for the rest of Yellowstone season five. Somehow those two things between uh, Costner, Costner's agent and uh, uh, Taylor Sheridan and Sheridan's people, uh, they've not been able to work this thing out, come to some kind of an agreement. Last thing that I saw was Costner agreeing to, uh, uh, to limit himself to one week of filming to accommodate uh, uh, his role in uh, this, uh, the back half of, of season five of Yellowstone. And there's just no way that in one day they'd be able to do everything they need to do with them. So they're, uh, you know, they're, they're in a stalemate at this point. So what does it all mean for the show beyond, uh, you know, this current season? I mean, contractually, He's got to finish the season and they're going to figure out some kind of way to finish the season. But does that mean uh, that he's going to be off the show after that? And therefore, are they going to have to write some kind of ending in season five to the series altogether? Or is there some kind of uh, plot twist that will occur uh, and the show will go on without uh, John Dutton for seasons six and seven. Some of the other heavyweights uh, from the show, like Cole Hauser, who plays uh, Rip, and uh, Wes Bentley, who plays Jamie, have both said that uh, Sheridan has uh, said to them that there will, uh, in fact, be a season six and a season seven, according to uh, Cole Hauser. But everything seems to be a little bit up in the air right now. Uh, Deadline reported last week that Sheridan intends to end the series in its current form, that being season five, and relocate some of the cast to a new spinoff that would star Matthew McConaughey, allowing the Dutton saga to continue without Costner. Um, Of course, nothing set in stone, but given the wild success of not only Yellowstone, but 1883 
1923 as well. Great sure, movie uh, or show series. Those of you that have watched Yellowstone have probably watched both 1883 and 1923. 1923 is amazing. So, uh, I mean, the studio has more flexibility and isn't as dependent on uh, Yellowstone maybe as they used to be. Big question. For, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Costner, not a McConaughey. And so from uh, from my end, it's no, no, no. Figure out a way to to make this work with uh, with Costner. You're a miracle worker, Sheridan. You've you're the MVP of Hollywood for the for the last 24, 36 months. Figure out a way to save your guy and and bring him in here. I know a lot of people are. I'm not against McConaughey, but uh, I don't know. Maybe the uh, the women will uh, will vote uh, in favor of uh, of McConaughey. I know Costner's getting on a little bit in years, but let us know what you think. Would you rather see the show go on and work things out with Kevin Costner and Yellowstone continue as is, or would you rather see McConaughey brought in and a new spinoff for subsequent seasons with Matthew McConaughey at the helm? Tiffany is a big fan of Yellowstone. Tiffany? I am. I just think that maybe if they – do like you say in a spinoff, but first you have to come to the end of John Dutton. You can't just have someone else come in there and be John Dutton. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, no, it, it, they won't. They won't do that. They're not yeah. talking about doing that. But, uh, but look, I think that Beth has kind of stolen the show the last but two seasons certainly. or so, and has uh, built a very, very large and loyal fan base and. Um, and there are others as well. I mean, the people have it, the show is is much more than just Costner. I mean, he's obviously the the patriarch and, and and leader. But I think I think the show will make the pivot regardless successfully. It's uh, uh, it's a matter of whether they can they can get him to stay. And I think it would be great if he did. And uh, look, I'll just say this: um, I think that the writing has been terrible. For this last season of Yellowstone, I think a lot of you females out there would agree with me. I know a lot of former Yellowstone fans that didn't even watch the last season. I, I think where they messed most up highest in, viewed of all seasons in the highest ratings of all seasons. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they turned Rip into a wuss. Highest rated. <laughs> highest. They, they screwed up when they did that. Highest rated of all seasons. I don't think they necessarily made him a wuss. I think that they gave it more of a woman's They turned view. him into a wuss. No. Rips a wuss, I'd whip his ass. <laughs> take, I guarantee you, he'll give you a run for your money and take you straight to the train station. Rip. Bring it, rip. I can't say it bad. Bring it, rip. You want to see writing, Look, see writing destroy a story, a, a series? Look at what they did to Ted Lasso this season versus the others. It is unwatchable. <laughs> That's when writing's just, and by the way, the writers are on strike. And so it's a major problem moving forward for a lot of you. Sorry, we've taken a large Hollywood turn. That's all right. We really have. But this is this is this is interesting banner because I'll tell you this on 1923, which is an amazingly written show, they have a guy on that show that they're Basically turning into a better version of Rip that the female population is going nuts over. So if you have not watched 1923, you can Google it. Check out the guy that plays the the big game hunter on that show. And, um, well, that, Tiffany, you don't count. You have horrible taste. 
What? Um, give me Sheridan a Trust little me. bit more in Yellowstone. I will take him all day. Yeah, but we're not talking about. I'm just saying that they're they're basically doing a good job with with this guy. So anyway, that's just my two cents on Look, it. This guy single handedly put this network on the map. Oh, no, he's a genius. I mean, he's, made, he's a genius. He's Love Taylor so Sheridan. Much, so much money, but um, and all three series were were great. Um, but uh, uh, but I I didn't think the uh, the writing was, and I I didn't take him as uh, what did you call him? I was. Cole Hauser is now a wuss. He's a wuss. Poor Rip. I don't don't, don't believe that Rip. Ted Lasso is now a wuss. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, It is only 20 calories and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Coming out of West Virginia, there's been three charged in connection with twin toddlers padlocked in a feces-covered room, fed ground beef under the door. Oh, my God. I mean, this is just... Disturbing. Very disturbing. Um, A West Virginia mother, her husband, and her boyfriend all have been... 
arrested, charged with locking two-year-old twins in a feces-covered bedroom, feeding them ground beef and Cheerios under the door. Sheriff Ross Mellinger on May 8th announced at press conference that officers responded to a report of an unresponsive two-year-old boy at an apartment in the Ripley area. The boy was eventually airlifted to the hospital. Medical staff determined the boy was suffering from renal failure and was in the state of severe malnutrition and dehydration. Mm. With sheriff saying that this was a dire situation. Mm. I mean, could you imagine going no, on I a couldn't. scene and finding this, not one, but two two-year-old boys in this situation? Investigators determined 21-year-old Lolly Gilwater and her boyfriend Brian Casto, 22, and her husband Michael Gillenwater, 24, locked the victim and his twin brother in a bedroom with a padlock for as long as six weeks at a time. Did you say boyfriend and husband? Yeah, it is boyfriend and husband. Oh, my. Yeah, I didn't Had a little I didn't stumble on that at all. It's going West, on. It's West Virginia. <laughs> it's so West. it's a boyfriend, a husband, and a wife? Yeah. Hey, now. Yeah. That could have been a kinky crime. Go ahead. Could have been. I don't know. This just gets worse and worse. So in a bedroom with a padlock for as long as six weeks at a time, the three suspects were medicating the twin boys to get them to sleep so they didn't have to provide parental care. Oh, disgusting people, man. Could have had something to do with whatever else they were doing. You think? Very sad situation. The boys would often be only wearing a diaper and were fed pieces of ground beef and Cheerios under the door. The Mm. neglect got so bad that one of the twins lost consciousness at some point, and I'm guessing that's whenever they had to seek medical attention. That's when the cops had to run into and... That is so awful. Well, and they said that he was experiencing renal failure, so it was probably consuming... Feces. I mean, I mean, they didn't say if the ground beef was cooked or uncooked. I mean, I mean, you think dehydration. Usually, when you say ground beef, it's uncooked. Yeah. I mean, like why you'd say hamburger or something if it were if it were cooked. That's just disgusting. And um, what an awful story coming out of West Virginia, Mike. I just can't even fathom. I mean, I, they're very, very young, obviously. Were drugs involved in any of this? These drug addicts? Or? I'm did, sure. They didn't say. Um, I'm going, I'm going to take a leap and say, yeah, they definitely were on drugs. The, the boy survived, right? Or do we know if the boy survived? From what I have read and seen, he has survived. Um, it just makes you wonder, since one of them lost consciousness, if maybe they were fighting for what was put under the door for them to eat, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was survival of the fittest between the two twins. It's just disgusting. Just an awful story. Well, obviously, they'll, uh, those kids will be taken away and hopefully find. We, uh, we often hear about creative places for drug smugglers to hide drugs under seats inside of the doors of cars, uh, uh, all numbers of places to uh, to be able to avoid them being detected uh, uh, during a uh, during a search. There's a couple that tried something 
pretty unique. They um, ever see those fake pregnancy bellies that actresses who aren't pregnant or playing roles where they have to be pregnant wear? Mm-hmm. Well, I they, w- I've worn them. Have you worn them when no, last time you really. pretended you were pregnant for something? Yeah. Well, they no. decided, which I actually think was the front end of this is pretty brilliant, Re- you know, relatively speaking, to come up with a way that you are going to be able to smuggle drugs. Their method was to put one of these fake uh, pregnant bellies on the woman and to stuff it full of cocaine in this particular case. So they were hiding cocaine behind a fake pregnant belly, uh, but that proved to be futile when the pair couldn't agree on a due date. So they get pulled over. Cops are questioning them, and they're questioning them separately. And the cops detect immediately that something is off here. These two idiots thought so long and hard about uh, developing this narrative of uh, her as the pregnant woman that they failed to consider the kinds of questions that might get asked of them based upon being pregnant. Like, are you having a boy or a girl? How far along are you? What hospital are you going to any? All of those things should have been considerations for these guys before they embarked on their smuggling. Instead... Um, the, when the deputies started asking questions, um, they, uh, they got inconsistent answers from, uh, from the two. And the question that ultimately flipped them was when the baby was expected, which you would have thought would have been, okay, if you're asked, you're due on May 15th. Well, they got tripped up over that. The woman began to get nervous. She got so nervous that she just freaked out and ran. <laughs> wow. As she did, cocaine flew out from under the rubber stomach she was wearing. Right, right. The sheriff's office said the two had taped a large amount of drugs behind the fake belly. More than 1,500 grams of cocaine were found during the stop according to deputies. We have a nice picture of the fake belly that we will post for you guys. Uh, Deputies first pulled over Anthony Miller and Samika Mitchum during a proactive patrol on Interstate 85. This is in Anderson, South Carolina. And apparently this is a pretty major drug route, smuggling route. And so they were specifically on the lookout for uh, for people transporting drugs. And so this... uh, this was a, a random pullover, um, and uh, uh, you know, presumably the cops thought it would be nothing, and they would let them go on uh, their way, and they would wait and, and make their next random stop. And the, the very difficult question of when is your due date sent our mother with her 1,500 babies of uh, cocaine – uh, nuts, and she ran off, and their plot was foiled. You know, not a bad plan, though. I mean, uh, uh, had they had a few of those questions in their head earlier than that, I've seen. I mean, hey, man, that's a good place. Oh, no, really hide good, stuff. really good hiding I, place. I great, good, good plan. Just uh, you know, yeah. Uh, have a couple it's, of questions. Uh, you know, that's right. Consider what you're going to be asked. Sync up, sync up. They stole what? 
Give me, give me a they stole what, Tiffany. They stole what? Oh, there you go. That's Come right. On, Tiff, you can do better than that. Give us a better they stole what. They stole what? They stole what? They stole what? What? Yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. Look, y'all, we we getting Tiffany. We getting Tiffany ready to go over here. All right. So how about condoms and slim gems? Mike, you know what slim gems are? They have I do, I do, I do. I'll be darned. All right. A Milwaukee woman stole condoms, slim gems, and more from a Walmart in Milwaukee, a crime she admitted to. Daniel Snyder of Milwaukee faces one count of misdemeanor retail theft and one count of obstruction of an officer. This past week, investigators responded to the shoplifting complaint. Miss Snyder was found running from the Walmart through the Jiffy Lube parking lot. A loss prevention officer advised that Snyder was seen concealing items in a purse after making a no receipt return, and she got a $50 Walmart gift card for that. She walked out of the store with the merchandise in her purse without paying for the items. The loss prevention officer confronted her outside the store, and she ran. But the loss prevention officer was able to grab the purse as she ran off. Uh, Snyder then returned for the purse before running towards the Jiffy Lube. Snyder admitted she was a heroin addict and had used methadone that morning. And she added that she went to Walmart to steal things to sell to throw her son a birthday party. Now, the following items were found in her purse, and they were valued at more than $450. Nine packs of Slim Jims. The twin packs, by the way, if you're curious. Four natural condoms. Natural. She wanted to make sure it felt real, Mike. Mm-hmm. Six Reese's king size candy bars. Wait, what did, you, what did you call those? Reese's? Reese's. Reese's? Reese's? Reese's. Reese's. I've heard that people call, down here I call, call them Reese's. Reese's. It's Reese's. What really? do you call them? What do you call them? They're Reese's. Oh, <laughs> Reese's. Go to Hershey, Pennsylvania. They're Reese's. <laughs> you guys call them Reese's? That sounds like feces. Story. <laughs> One Trojan bag of condoms. Miscellaneous clearance condoms. Clearance. Wait. That's right. I just said it. Clearance condoms. And if you're someone that buys clearance condoms, gotta help you. Gotta help you. Okay. Welcome to parenthood. Yeah. Clearance condoms. I wouldn't trust those. Uh, pardon my ignorance. What the hell are clearance condoms? They're condoms on the clearance shelf. <laughs> like they're expired condoms. Clearance. Yeah, probably. I mean, okay. I, I would imagine the the lubrication in them is probably all sticky and that stuff. Was a brand or yeah, no. Somebody who wanted clearance. to give a perfectly clear view of their package could use the clear. It's kind of. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, in Woody's terms, Mike's money doesn't understand clearance. That's right. That's right. He don't shop in clearance when you're rich. Miscellaneous jewelry, six Snickers candy bars. Five pairs of sunglasses, five Bic lighters, two packs of shoelaces, and one black purse with the tag still on it. So she wow. had. She had a. Oh, I'm not done. Oh. She also had a blue bandana, one bra, a thong, and one shape up booty package. What is a shape up booty package, Tiff? It lifts up your butt. I oh. think. Okay. Well, she had that. So. Shape up. That's right. 
That's well, she right. liked her chocolate, so, so she, she got the she got the Reese's and she's got the Snickers going. That's right. She loved her Slim Jims. Clarence condoms, were nine not packs bad of either. Slim Jims. And it's uh, good to know during her shopping spree for her son's birthday that she thought about her heroin addiction because it's probably what those shoelaces and blue bandana was for. Why? Wow, what's that going to do for it? Well, if heroin addicts, they're going to use the shoelace to tie off their arm to where they can let oh. it go and let the release And what's in. the bandana going to do? Same thing. You oh. can use it as a tying mechanism. Okay. There you go, Tiffany. There sad. you go. There you go. It's just sad. Okay. There you go. So that I don't is... have the uses for five pairs of sunglasses, though. So yeah. Know. Maybe those were the gifts for the kids at the you party. Try, oh. to try to hide the high, but um, it's good that she got the twin pack of the um, – Slim gems because it probably included cheese. You know, she was thinking healthy, making that's healthy right. choices. That's know. right. So there you go. That's they stole what? Give it to us one more time, Tiff. They stole what? There, there that's, you a, go. that's there it. You go. Very good, Tiffany. And that is they stole what for May seventeenth. A clerk in Massachusetts has uh, gotten in a little trouble, Mike, because she tried to cash in a three million dollar lottery ticket. That a customer left behind. Yeah. T- yeah. 23 years old. This liquor store clerk was indicted Friday on charges that she schemed to steal a winning lottery ticket worth $3 million and cash it in at the Massachusetts Lottery Headquarters. Carly Noons was indicted by a grand jury on charges of larceny from a building, attempted larceny presentation of a false claim and witness intimidation. Noon's indictment comes after a four-month investigation that involved a thorough review, video surveillance footage, and witness interviews. On January 17th of 2023, the victim in this case is said to have entered the Savas Liquors uh, and purchased a bag of barbecue potato chips and two quick picks for the Mega Millions lottery and two mass cash lottery tickets. The man added a multiplier to his Mega Million ticket to increase the jackpot prize. Nunez, the checkout counter clerk, inputted the order in the lottery terminal and printed the two lottery tickets. Nunez then returned to the cash register and rang up the man's order, which totaled about 12 bucks. The victim left the store with his bag of chips, but he forgot all the lottery tickets. That same evening, the victim, identical numbers were announced as the winner in the Mega Millions drawing. The victim then briefly searched for his tickets. He just wanted to check his numbers. He didn't have them memorized, but concluded they were lost, and it was like, eh, probably didn't win anything anyway, right? Two days later, a co-worker uh, drove Nunez and her boyfriend to the Massachusetts Lottery Headquarters to redeem the prize. The co-worker was also indicted on a charge of attempted extortion in connection with the scheme. So basically what likely had happened was Nunez goes and she calls her co-worker and says, oh, I got this ticket, but she told him the deal. See, she told him, I didn't actually pay for this lottery ticket. A customer left it behind. Can you believe that? And then this person probably told Nunez, well, you got to give me like 500,000 of it or I'm going to tell on you. So he's extorting Nunez for a stolen lottery ticket. So he also got in trouble. 
But that's crazy. Well, I have a couple of questions. One, what is the – if I go and buy uh, something in a store mm-hmm. and I forget my uh, – the Tide I bought at the uh, checkout uh, mm-hmm. uh, counter, but then I don't ever remember and I never go back mm-hmm. for that thing of Tide, mm-hmm. at what point – what's the – Statute well, of limitation. At what point does that, can tie that. Be- belong back to Walmart, and not me? Yeah. So here's the thing: when you do, uh, and only my years in retail can answer this question, but you do an in- inventory every year, and that inventory you would become short or you would be over. And I used to have conversations with the owner of my company because we might be over. In my in my world, it was paint. We might be over four gallons of paint, and he would be very concerned about that. And I would say, well, at least we're not short. And he's like, Jim, being over is just as bad as being short because either you shorted a customer and they can give her all their paint or somebody's stealing and there's something going on and they're manipulating the inventory somehow. You know, those were the two, really the two things because if everything was equal, you would be exactly balanced on your inventory. So, in this situation, uh, let's say this, the scenario you just gave, well, you're going to be over at the end of the year. That's just as much of a problem. So it would belong back to the store. You know, I mean. Yeah, so I kind of don't see where it's a problem for the store. But, but Well, it's a problem because the customer got screwed. Well, I understand that, except the customer – Whatever it's it slipped their yeah, mind. Yeah, I mean it wasn't uh, out of. They got hit by a bus uh, uh, a block away after that. Who the heck knows? Well, maybe a different, a, a better one is uh, somehow you find a bag of cash mm-hmm. and you bring the bag of cash to the police. Hey, I found this bag of cash. Here's where I found it. It's not. I think there's a yeah. I think there's a law where it can become yours. After yeah, I think there's a time, time. period. Yeah. Which once it elapses, it it would become yours if uh, nobody comes to claim it. Now this is different because there's a record of that particular lottery ticket to that particular person because they used the the machine and bought. Now if the, he had just paid cash for that, there'd be no way to track it for that ticket. There'd be no way to track it, and right and right. I wonder also, Michael, you brought up the cash thing. They could still track it from surveillance. So I would imagine on a $3 million prize, they want to see everything because they know the time the ticket was bought. So I would imagine they would want to see their surveillance of the person actually buying the ticket. Oh, that's interesting that the lottery's process is that thorough that if you've got a ticket, they can track that ticket to the store location and time Absolutely. sale and yeah. expect video. But a lot of places don't have the video. Uh, I I would imagine convenience stores do. Be interesting to see. I'd be surprised. Have to look, have to look into that. Yeah. Sorry, folks. We're trying to diagnose this uh, this, this crime situation. in real time here. But, but at any rate, she didn't get the three million. She did not. Magic banjos are back, which means another segment of dumb criminals. We all know what that means. It's our favorite segment of the week. Well, Woody yelled at me for not saying what it was last week, so now (laughs) now I'm saying what it is. I know you all know what banjos mean. 
It means that something stupid, like a man fighting off a burglary suspect who entered his house with his wife inside. Well, that doesn't necessarily make him dumb. Let's find out what does. A Cleveland man fought off a burglar who entered his home while his wife was alone inside Friday after the husband helped the suspect with car trouble. I believe I saw this one. I've never had a problem the entire time I've been here, said Verdi Adams. My wife woke up the last couple nights screaming. According to a police report, Kalis Ricardo Miller, age 45, was arrested and booked in the Cuyahoga County Jail on aggravated burglary charges that same day. Verdi Adams told police that the suspect knocked on the couple's door around 9.30 a.m., claiming he needed help jumping his car. Angela Adams, Verdi's wife, told the man that her husband wasn't home, but that she would let him know about the situation when he returned. That's according to police. Verdi Adams told police... He helped Miller when he arrived home, but hours later, Miller came back to the home and started banging on the door. He insisted that his vehicle still needed work. When Verdi Adams went outside to help, Miller went inside the house, locked the door, according to the victims, and and, and locked the door, according to the victims. Angela Adams was still inside when Miller started walking upstairs where she was located. Verdi Adams said he kicked the door in and started fighting with the suspect, eventually getting him out of the house. Portions of the altercation are visible on surveillance footage. I saw that surveillance footage. Uh, Miller was arrested later that day. He's due in court on Thursday. Uh, We're going to post that video for you. But, okay, so your MO is you do this fake I need help with my car thing. The husband actually comes and helps you with your car thing, so much so that you're able to drive away in your car. You decide, I kind of like that wife, so I'm going to drive back later, tell them that your car, my car still needs work. I'm going to leave the husband outside working on my car while I go in the house, shut the door behind me, and go upstairs to presumably rape or do something else to his wife. Um, mm. Yeah, that's dumb criminal. That's sick criminal. That I, I don't even. And I'll tell you what, I saw the video of that actual incident and that got beat the crap out of the <laughs> yeah, guy going up the stairs. stairs. Yeah. yeah. They both took a fall. He ended up on top. Let's yeah. just say that. So maybe we'll post that. Uh, that video on the on the page. All right, so it is this day in crime for May seventeenth, and your favorite president, Mike Bill Clinton, signs into law better better president than he gets credit for. Signs into law a strengthening of the Sex Offender Notification Act that would, going forward, require neighborhood notification when sex offenders move in. And actually, a great law that he signed in where if you have a sex offender in your general radius of your neighborhood, you get a mailer that tells you that they're there. And is it true that his was the very first mailer to go out when he moved into that Chappaqua neighborhood, that the neighbors got that that notice about Bill? No? That, that didn't happen. That wasn't part of that law. Uh, I don't think it was. 2013, a million dollars worth of jewelry meant for use by celebrities at the 2013 Cannes Film Festival is stolen from a hotel room in Cannes. 
How about that? I heard it was all J-Lo's. Not uh, a place. There's so much money there, and there's so much money there during uh, uh, that week that uh, that all Hollywood is there. It's it's the craziest thing yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. So I've not been there, folks. These are reports from friends. Apparently, jewelry thieves know about that, but that is today in true crime history. All right, we come to another sad end of our show. Thank you, Tiffany, for uh, filling in today. Thanks for stepping in, Tiff. Thanks for having me. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Tiffany Seacard. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Peace. Show business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.